Welcome to Dig Deep, the mining podcast. In this podcast, we go deep into mining news, hot topics, and live interviews with mining professionals and leading figures in the mining industry. Introducing your host, Rob Tyson, founder and director of Mining International and Mining International Executive, a leading global mining recruitment and headhunting agency. Hi, mining community. Welcome back to another episode of the Dig Deep, the Mining podcast. And today's guest is Shishish Poddar, who's the chairman and managing director of Terra Pity Graphite, who are a fully integrated specialist graphite and graphene producer with operations in Madagascar and India. The company has conditionally raised £6 million with institutional and professional investors. And they've recently listed on the London London Stock Exchange, which was in December. Um, I'm sure Shishis will give us the date they got listed, but it was just recently. So I'm keen to find out more about, um, obviously, about the company, about their listing, and about the um, graphite market, as I know a few of our listeners have specified their interest to know more about the graphite market. So um, so just before I introduce um, Shisha, I just want to remind you um, or remind everyone that the podcast is going out and obviously the new, uh, various platforms, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, um, but also you can watch uh, this podcast in person on our YouTube channel. So you're going to be watching this uh, in video as well. Um, and for those that are watching now, I appreciate if you can like and share below um, this video so more people can um has the opportunity to listen to this podcast um, and video um, to obviously understand more about the graphite market. So let's get straight into this. And I want to like to welcome Shisha. How are you doing, Shisha? I'm fine, Rob. Thanks for joining uh, for this uh, podcast and uh, great to see you. No, and I appreciate your time, taking taking the time out of your busy schedule, especially with your uh, recent London listings. So um, appreciate you can give our audience a little bit about your background um how you uh, obviously got into graphite um how you how you de- developed your career and company and um and then i've got some obviously questions to go through that i want to ask you about the graphite market and and about obviously the recent listing great so uh by a background i come from india uh, a small town in india my father pioneered graphite mining and processing in india that's what brought me to the space I worked with my father for about 15 years, was completing my education as a, a mathematician, and uh, then created Pirupati uh, alongside my brother. I have worked on graphite now for 30 years, and uh, you know uh, we've learned the hard way. We've gone through the bad days of graphite, and uh, we've survived, not only survived, we've grown and grown and grown. And today, I have uh, brought Pirupati to London, uh, capital markets with the vision of building a global leader in the space. I have uh, three children, uh, two lovely daughters and a son. My daughters are both educated in the United Kingdom. They are both materials engineers, one from the University of Manchester and the second from the Imperial College. So that's a brief background about me. And obviously just was just uh whilst you're speaking about your family, um, are your, is your family involved in the business as well? Or if not, will they be in the future? So my elder daughter, Purvi, uh, she is quite an important uh, person in the management of the company. She heads the corporate and business development arena. 
Ashish, a materials engineer, has a very deep understanding of graphite, and uh, you know, just like me, uh, since childhood days, she developed a passion about it. That actually helps, you know, if you are passionate about something, you really have that vigor to achieve, and that's what she delivers alongside me to the company. My younger daughter is uh, presently a consultant with Aurora Engineering. She's working very strongly on renewable energy, uh, and yeah, my, my son is young, so. Uh, the company will have the people it uh, feels are good for the company and that will continue that way. Yeah. How did you actually get in? How did the family business get into graphite? Um, obviously, you mentioned your father uh, was in graphite. Where did he, how did he get into the industry? So the city I originate from, Rob, uh, it's a city called Ranchi in the eastern part of India. Uh, that is kind of the mineral belt of India. Uh, you know, historically, uh, we've got coal mines there. We've got huge amount of iron ore mines. Uh, three major steel plants are in that region. And my father came to know about graphite deposits there. He himself is an engineer. He's an entrepreneur, just like, you know, I have inherited that. And uh, he thought that graphite was a material of importance and um, uh, there was a, you know, uh, economic uh, activity that could be performed and that's what led him to uh, work on it and uh, you know that uh, that's been uh, where i acquired my background from okay so i just wanted to give us a, a brief introduction to uh, terra pity so our audience knows a little bit about the company great so terra pity graphite plc was incorporated on 26th of april 2017 under the laws of england and wales it's a PLC. Uh, it was incorporated by us alongside Mr. Christian Dennis and uh, Optiva Securities. I and Christian have been known to each other for a few years now, uh, or behind uh, 2017. And Christian uh, did understand uh, the depth we have in graphite. Uh, he's seen me working at times, and uh, you know, and he saw the vision that we had. That's what gave birth to the London Company which has now become the flagship to create a global enterprise in the space. What is very important to understand, Rob, is what Therapathy Graphite PLC inherits, and free of cost, right? It's, uh, it's an asset for all the shareholders of the company today. It, it, it inherits decades of experience and expertise in successfully operating graphite production, it inherits markets, uh, which is not so easy to uh, you know, develop for graphite, inherits all the expertise that we have, uh, not only uh, myself, uh, but also the extended team. You know, uh, We have uh, uh, the best of our guys are now employees of TG, and they are building this company. Alongside, we've uh, brought in more uh, huge talent uh, you know, into the company. So, that's a, a great thing. And uh, uh, with our understanding of the space, we decided to develop it into an integrated graphite and graphene company. So uh, now it is uh, now this entire vision, this entire uh, ecosystem is developed. And with listing, we have access to capital markets. We have everything to grow a company that we intend to. Um, before we go and speak about more about uh, graphite and graphene, um, Obviously, you recently listed on the London Stock Exchange. Um, why, why did you choose uh, the London market to list the company? 
So uh, the resources of graphite rock, uh, African continent offers uh, some of the good resources globally. And within Africa, we chose Madagascar again because it's uh, one of the best graphite available in the world. It is a resource sector. There are only three capital markets globally that understand the space deeply, uh, Canadian, London, and Australia. All put together, we did uh, you know, look at uh, Canadian exchange, we looked at Australian exchange, but we found the most comfort in London. Uh, we were well connected uh, to the London capital markets, uh, so that gave us the reach. And uh, you know, as we started working on creation and development of this company, uh, we found uh, investor interest, we found support, uh, all that put together. Uh, made us comfortable that no, London is the best place to be. It's one of the world's most advanced capital markets. You have global capital available here, and it's a you know feather on your cap being a British company. You listed uh, at the time of this recording. You listed uh, literally a few days ago. How yeah. did that? Uh, appreciate you can tell the audience how how it actually how it's actually gone. So I must uh, you know take this opportunity to really thank the team at London Stock Exchange. They have been hand-holding us for the last more than two years, uh, you know, uh, uh, explaining to us what we need to do, uh, connecting us to people. They facilitated the retail offering that we did through primary bid. It's again a first. So more or less, the experience has been overwhelming, Rob. Uh, you know, our advisors, uh, the regulators, Everybody has understood our story. It's quite complex, you know. It's three parts of the business. It's technology and mining together. It's materials, and it's still a resource. So it's quite a complex ecosystem that we have. Everybody, Rob, uh, whom we have connected with uh, in connection to our listing, has been great. And uh, the London Stock Exchange released a, a lovely video uh, with a few words from Mr. Tony. Tom Edinfra and myself. Uh, they also accorded us with the green economy mark. Uh, you know, we worked with them. Uh, it has been a great experience for me, Rob. That's that's good to hear, and I look forward to uh, the uh, the progress of the company. So, but what I want to speak about now is obviously the company's operations um, yeah. and what your plans are for the business um, and what we can look forward to sort of post post this. Uh, recent um, float of the company. Okay. So, uh, Rob, let me uh, give you a glimpse of uh, graphite first before yep. I answer this question. Graphite is a pure electrode of carbon. It's a crystalline form of carbon, and it has some very special properties. Now, uh, these set of properties it has actually makes it useful in an umpteen number of applications. It's more than 150 different applications. However, what's important is each of these applications have their own peculiar requirements of the you know, material itself, which actually means that there is a lot of uh, uh, dynamics on how you process the graphite and what properties you enhance or develop in the end product for a particular application. So it's quite a you know, material specialization area rather than basic resource, I would say. Having said this, uh, and having the understanding we have in the graphite space, we structured TG 
to develop the entire range of graphite required for any application that is under the sun or will be developed in future. That's how we structure our company. Now let me come to the specifics. As I said earlier, Madagascar boasts of the world's one of the finest plate graphite deposits. It's like, you know, uh, akin to diamond. The larger the diamond is, lesser it is available or rarer it is, smaller diamonds are more available. Madagascan graphite exactly offers this. It offers the largest crystal size or flake size. And it has inherent properties which are useful in many applications. Madagascar also offers good you know, uh, ecosystem for mining. It has a very upmarket uh, mining code. It offers 40 years mining permits, etc. All this put together, we chose Madagascar for what we call as primary graphite, mining and beneficiation process. We have 33 square kilometers of mining permits in Madagascar, fully permitted. Both are, uh, you know, uh, one is in production, second will come into production very shortly. We have uh, raised the funds for it. The next stage, uh, before I come to that, we take Madagascar graphite from our current 3,000 tons capacity to 9,000 tons by uh, early Q2 next year. And thereafter, from 9,000 tons, we take it to 81,000 tons, which is nine times in the next three years or so. 81,000 tons of graphite is not a small quantity. It's quite a sizable quantity. And we've planned all our development on a modular step-by-step -step basis. Correlating the next step, I would like to say the markets of graphite are structured in this way that more or less 70 to 75% of the graphite that is consumed in the world today, the primary beneficiated graphite is good for it. But the high-tech applications like in lithium-ion batteries, like in flame retardant applications, like in thermal management, they need further deep processing of the graphite. That we have structured to do in India because it needs a lot of input which India offers. In India, we started our first 1,200 tons per annum capacity flame retardant plant, and we've developed a market for a very niche product. I mean, that sells at uh, more than three times the price of primary flake graphite. Primary flake graphite is, say, $900 a ton. This is $2,500 to $3,000 a ton. We just uh, procured an order for uh, $4,000 a ton with a special product we developed on the flame retardant industry. So, uh, this 1,200 ton capacity we have is being expanded to 4,800 tons, uh, adding more range of products. And thereafter, we will be setting up two more plants of 12,000 tons each, taking our capacity for the downstream or specialty graphite to 28,800 tons per annum. On the graphene side, we've developed a new technology for manufacturing quality graphene which is scalable. It has proved to be an uh, excellent material. Uh, you know, it has very little heteroatomic uh, contamination because we do not use any chemicals in the process. That makes it compatible with, uh, uh, you know, uh, various applications that it goes to. That we are developing to a 10 kgs per day capacity. So post-IPO, we are right now at stage one where we have a production in Madagascar, we have a downstream production, we've developed graphene, we've uh, manufactured in KG scale. Post-IPO, we complete stage two, 
where Madagascar increases three times to 9,000 tons, the downstream increases to 4,800 tons, and we plug in our technology and graphene center with a 10 kg per day capacity. Thereafter, we develop over the next three years, which uh, we have an ecosystem of how we do. Um, so just going back from over what you said, did you say that you're going to be producing 80,000 tons per year? Per, per year, yes. Per year. Four, yes. So how much is that a, per, a percentage of the overall graphite market, just so we, we can put that in perspective? Understood. So basically, uh, as of today, the global graphite market is 1.2 million tons. If you take a percentage of that, that would be kind of 67% of the current global market. However, if you see we've structured it step by step, now the forecasts say that by the time we have this capacity, the total world market would have possibly increased by more than 50% of what it is today. So, uh, you know, it's very, uh, we have taken into consideration while defining our capacities that we must not bring in a very huge production that disrupts the markets and, you know, uh, crushes uh, the graphite industry. It should be balanced that we should be able to make use of the growth that is coming. However, it should also be balanced that even if that growth is lesser or, uh, than you know, what is forecast, we still are bringing a prudent capacity, which is sustainable. Mm. No, it's, it's quite a significant amount that you're going to be producing in yeah. the overall market. So um, even, that, even that small bit of a pie is still pretty still pretty big on the overall graphite market. So um, now that, that is significant, as I said. Um, I wanted to give us some more information on sort of graphite and graphene in terms of um, why you're focusing on these commodities. And I suppose what other uses are graphite used for in, in, everyday, in everyday people's lives and in industry? So if you see uh, my email signature, Rob, there are a few words written there. There's a bit of graphite in your day-to-day -day life. Why do I write that? You will not realize because you are not able to see it except in the pencils if you're using them. But there is graphite in your pockets, in your iPhones. There, are, there is graphite in two forms. One is in the batteries that is used in the iPhone. Second is in the thermal management system of the device. So, you know, uh, an iPhone would get heated up at a particular point where, uh, you know, there is maximum activity of processing. That heat is, at, at one point, that needs to be dissipated. Otherwise, it will overheat that point and destroy the device. That dissipation of heat and then transmitting it outside the device is done by a conductive, uh, you know, the layer or sheet of graphite. It's a very high-end product. Uh, and, uh, you know, that actually distributes the heat along the, uh, you know, entire device, and then it emits it from uh, the conductive back or whatever it is there. Simultaneously, you cannot make steel without graphite. You know, it is said that for every million tons of steel that you manufacture as a probe today, more or less as a thumb rule, about 800 tons of graphite is consumed. You cannot have copper wires as of that quality that you use today without uh, graphite. You know, the gambit of applications of graphite 
in the cars, you drive your car every day, you have that safety of the braking because that brake pad uses graphite, again, for heat dissipation and lubrication within it. In your house, you have insulation, you know, because you're heating the house in cold temperature, that's consuming energy. Uh, new uh, development of uh, insulation sheets uses graphite in it. Fire retardants, uh, you know, uh, in, in your house, if you see alongside your doors, you'll find incumescent black tapes. Those tapes, what they do is, if there is fire inside, they will seal the place where there is fire. So graphite is, you know, in so many ways around you. So um, overall, that is the importance of this material. Uh, I'm not sure whether I've answered full part of the question I got. Uh, I missed what exactly uh, was apart from this. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, it's obviously, yeah, just, I suppose, some of the uses of graphite. Um, okay. Um, so are you saying that graphite is generally used in any sort of transmission of heat? Um, yes. That's where you would use graphite, or there'd be some sort of graphite within that material that is going to be exposed to heat. Yes, so thermal management exactly is that. It's also there in uh, electrical management. So it is used in the batteries. It's a good conductor of both heat and uh, electricity. So, uh, I mean, I can give you more examples of uh, where you find it around you. Uh, but uh, I can say that, uh, you know, it's quite a broad list, quite a huge list. Uh, just to tell you one more very typical thing. You've heard of artificial diamonds. You've heard of synthetic diamonds. Yeah. That is made out of graphite. Got you. Yeah. <laughs> so it's huge. I mean, the material uh, and its uh, requirements and its applications because of its diverse properties. Yeah. And the thing is, I suppose you don't, in general, everyday use, you wouldn't know. You wouldn't know that graphite is in a lot of different things that we use. Um, exactly. So, yeah. and I suppose it's probably minute in in its in its form within a within a particular product. Um, but it's good to know that if there's conduct, if there's a, um, I suppose transmission of heat, then there's going to be some form of graphite within that within that yeah. product. Yeah. 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 You know. Uh, in, in more advanced applications, not in every application, yeah. but in more advanced application of thermal management. Yeah. So um, given the graphite and graphene are critical, critical um, materials in a number of sustainable applications, how does this factor into your business um, from both a processing and general operational approach? Great. So uh, this question is something which is very close to me. Uh, I'm a staunch believer that we must do our bit to reduce emission in the globe. And as leader of the company, I have embedded this in every person who's working with the company. Coming to specifics, what we do in Madagascar, you know, mining and basic processing, it's, uh, it's considered as a, you know, environmental hazard in a way. While we are mining, there's no doubt about it. But it is our duty to see how we can make it least impactful to the environment around us and how we can maximize waste to wealth. So to give you one example of what we achieved, what we mine has about, say, 5% of graphite. We have to extract that 5%. The rest, 95% is waste. What we did was we thought of how do we utilize this waste? 
So we developed an entire new process in which 50% of the waste is actually extracted in, in the form of construction sand. And that sand we are using in construction of all our projects. From the second project, we'll have enough sand that will be sellable, that will add to our revenues. Thus, on the one hand, we have reduced the waste that would have been generated. And on the second, we are actually reducing, you know, what sand would have otherwise been mined from real beds. So it's a huge contribution. Similarly, we've also, uh, we're also developing mechanism to use the rest of the waste, which is kind of clayish material. We are working on that and we'll finish. Otherwise, we do a lot of plantations alongside everywhere we work. We develop, uh, you know, skills for agriculture, horticulture in the people around us. We facilitate that. We do a lot of land reclamation, so wasteland, swamp land. Where we use the mine overburden to fill them and, you know, make that land useful. So in all these ways, we make our operations in Madagascar more sustainable. Getting to the downstream side, one of the key processes on the speciality graphite is to purify 95 to 96% uh, purity graphite that comes from the primary to uh, close to 100%. Now, that process is, again, uh, quite a demanding process. Substantially being currently done in China, they use hydrofluoric acid, which is the most stringent acid that we know. It's the most damaging acid that we know. Uh, both to environment and to human health. So we decided we'll not use that process. And we developed an entire new process, which doesn't use any stringent chemical. It doesn't emit any waste. It's eco-friendly. Thus, we are actually going to, uh, you know, have eco-friendly high-purity graphite, which will go into all these advanced applications. Similarly, on the graphene side, Rob, we developed a technology which doesn't use stringent chemicals as is being used in uh, you know, what is used otherwise globally. It's a chemical-free process. And not only does that help in reducing or improving sustainability, it actually also resulted in giving us a better product. So uh, from our perspective, we have this embedded in our entire ecosystem. And step by step, we will continue to improve our performance there. Okay. Um, and finally, what are your price expectations for the uh, commodity in uh, 2021? Um, and where do you see the, 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 the actual demand coming from? So, uh, Rob, graphite is, uh, again, wherever you need graphite, there's no substitute to it. If you need graphite, that's the only way it will work. There's no other way to know. With this, uh, basically, ultimately, it's a demand and supply situation that impacts graphite. Cutting short, what I see is that in 2021, as has happened in the current quarter, the prices of graphite have warmed up in spite of COVID. Two reasons for that. Diversification of supply source, reducing dependence on uh, you know, China that we have as a joke today has become more and more important for us. Secondly, there has been increasing demand in these newer applications like the lithium-ion batteries, like the flame retardant industry, like the thermal management areas, they are having increasing demand. On one side, 
you know, we have reduced production from certain quarters. And on the other side, we have increased demand actually being seen now. I do expect, therefore, that, uh, you know, uh, from the bottom that we were in kind of six months back, uh, we have come up kind of 8 to 10% on the prices. I see them uh, firming up uh, a bit further. Once it firms up a bit further, we could see more production coming in, which would be a kind of stabilizing at those levels. So more or less, the graphite prices will uh, kind of uh, possibly increase by kind of 10% more from where it is today in 2021 and uh, could be stable thereafter. Now, if there is still a bigger surge in the electric mobility, uh, you know, uh, that is ongoing right now, that could see graphite prices hit the roof. If, if a sudden surge in demand comes from any of such quarters, that could mean, uh, you know, it will go back to 2012, 2010 levels, which was kind of uh, possibly 50% more than what it is today. So, yeah, I do not see any downside. I see only upside in graphite prices, and uh, I see it to be a very opportune time for us. Yeah. Shisha, really appreciate your time in uh, in doing this podcast, and um, appreciate if you can uh, if you've got any um, um, contact details if someone wants to reach out to you, um, and obviously look up the company um, and see how you're going on the London Stock Exchange. So I wondered um, if you can provide some details, and also are you on any social media platforms? Yeah, so. You can uh, visit our website. It's uh, thirupathygraphite.co.uk. Uh, you can find us on Twitter as Thirupati, at Thirupati UK. I'm on LinkedIn by my name. You can search me there. Uh, you can email to us uh, at admin at thirupathygraphite.co.uk or at Shishir. Uh, again, the domain is the same. Or at Puruvi. Uh, you can find our connects in any of our RNSs. Uh, they, they do have the connects of our brokers, our PR uh, consultants, same brides also. Optiva is our brokers. And uh, if you can't find anything, just Google my name and search for, for my phone number. You'll get it. Yeah. I'm sure. And we'll put these all in the show notes anyway as well. And do you know what the symbol is on the London Stock Exchange? Yes, it's TGR. Yeah. TGR is that our ticker. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you can follow us on uh, any capital markets platform. Uh, and uh, we love to increase our shareholder base and we love every new shareholder that joins us. Yeah. Shisha, I really appreciate your time in providing us, uh, obviously, a, a company update and also giving us an insight to the graphite and graphene market. Um, because I suppose it isn't, isn't a commodity that's talked about too often. But yeah. over the coming years, I think it's going to start to uh, obviously be a, a, an important commodity, um, especially with battery technology and advance of battery technology and other technologies. It's going to certainly become a commodity of um, of interest and and more more recognised and, and known within the industry. So I really appreciate your time in uh, providing us that content. And uh, just to add to that, Ron, uh, we couldn't speak much about graphene. I will say, possibly one year down the line, when we talk again, you will see me talking more about graphene than on graphite, because by that time, I see graphene to have spread into a lot of applications and doing a lot of good to the globe. 
it is a huge material it's the you know most uh, best conductor we've seen it's the strongest material we've seen ever uh, and we are very close to unlocking the problems uh, that the industry is facing in commercialization so uh, we'll look forward to speaking about that next time yeah certainly and um and to the audience appreciate you uh, taking the time to listen to this please share this episode with uh, friends colleagues other people within the mining industry especially if they um want to know more about graphite graphene or graphite appreciate if you can uh, share this podcast and also this uh youtube video as well to anyone that um to anyone that's in involved in the mining industry whether they're directly involved or indirectly involved so i appreciate um if you could share this uh this episode with them so until next time happy mining thank you for listening remember to reach out to rob via the show notes and be sure to subscribe and leave a review until next time happy mining helping each other to improve the mining industry.